the VO Meter, measuring your voiceover progress. Whether you're a veteran voice actor, just starting out, or don't even know how to set a level, we're here to help you avoid the pitfalls along your voiceover path to success. The VO Meter is brought to you by Voice Actor Websites, Vocal Booth To Go, Global Voice Acting Academy, JMC Demos, and Sennheiser. Meter is produced in part using Source Connect, made by source-elements.com. And now, your hosts, Paul Stefano and Sean Daly. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 57 of the VO Meter. Measuring your voice over progress. So today we've got a great interview with Maryland talent, Brad Highland. So he's been doing voiceover for almost two decades right now, and he's got a lot of, I mean, he's just a great guy. He's very down to earth, but he's got a lot of actionable advice for people who are looking to get into voiceover at a professional level. Yeah, Brad and I first met on the way to VO Atlanta a couple of years ago. I knew his face from social media, and he's also a big guy. He's like six foot four, 250 pounds of muscle. And I saw him in the in the airport waiting to get on this. We were on the same plane, it turned out. So I went up to him and said, hey, you're Brad something something. I actually couldn't remember his last name. And we met. <laughs> we, we talked while we waited for the plane and then hung out pretty much all during Bio Atlanta when I wasn't lugging around a tripod or a mic stand because, yeah, I was still on the team there. And he's just mm -hmm. a great guy. We stayed in touch ever since. I've been to his house to visit his studio. And, uh, yeah, just a great time whenever he's around. So looking forward to hearing that talk. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing his story, too. But before that, it's time for our VO Meter Reference Levels. VoiceOver Extra brings you the VO Meter Reference Levels. Uh, seriously, guys, that's the best you could come up with? Hey, it's your show. So anything cool going on with you, Sean? Or is it similar to last time where it's kind of, uh, kind of the doldrums? Um, it's actually, well, I've been keeping myself busy. I mean, last week I had like 20 or 25 auditions alone, which is a little bit higher for me. So that was good. I mean, one project was like, I auditioned for almost 10 different characters. So that was a fun little stretch. Wow. But the editing was not. <laughs> like I find um, when, like, I mean, the bulk of what I do is kind of like straight lace narration and that I can do with my eyes closed at this point. Like, it's just like you, you've got your styles and like maybe give them two or three alternate takes and you're just more confident about it. But then like some of the video game and animation stuff, it can be more technical. You have to make sure you don't clip. And the, it, even though the lines tend to be shorter, you like to experiment more. So I know sometimes it's it's difficult putting your babies on the chopping block. But yeah, other than that, just uh, I recorded a couple e-learning modules. It was a really busy week uh, at, at GVAA, at Global Voice Acting Academy. We had workouts with uh, Steven Reisberg doing an excellent commercial workout. And it was really cool because we had a couple of members who've been with us for like several months to a couple of years now. And everyone was just having very noticeable improvements in their reads. And, and that, that always warms the cockles of my heart. So we did that. And then we had one with our dialect coach, Eliza Simpson, um, working on an Appalachian accent. That was interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's really... We'd actually worked on like a Texan accent, which is kind of like what people... What comes to mind when you think of a, a southern accent and so this one was like some a little people. bit more what was that so for some people depends on how much for you go some to the people south. yeah de depending on well i mean imagine on the east coast appalachia is a little bit more closer to mine um yeah very close but 
Yeah, literally. Um, close to mind, close to heart. But yeah, so that that was really fun learning some of the more minute differences, like the the relationship of the R, whether or not you pronounce it, stuff like that. And then um, other than that, we had our monthly Q&A session where just so many people had so many questions. Some ones we've heard before, like how do you solicit agents or how do I get them to work? One talent actually had an interesting question because they were concerned that, that like they'd been with an agent for a couple of months and they were only getting like one or one to three auditions a month. And so David Rosenthal actually had really good advice on when you need to kind of like talk with your agent and see if communicate like, hey, can I get more auditions from you? Is there a reason why like, you know, not being afraid to open up the avenues of communication and then figuring out if it really is a good fit for you. Yeah, not being afraid to cut bait either. You and I have talked about this on a a different episode where where I reached out to an agent and had a, a conversation like that. And their answer was, yeah, I don't really have anything for you. Uh, I think we should just cut ties. <laughs> and yeah. that, that was okay at the time because the agent was not really giving me many opportunities, and it probably wasn't their fault. But it was fine for me to, to move on, and, and then I ultimately end up with three new agents after that. Absolutely, and especially when you're just like beginning your career, getting representation and stuff like that, it can be nerve-wracking to start those conversations but what a lot of people forget is it is a partnership and like we are as valuable to them as they are to us so and if there is no value in that relationship then there you don't need to have it but like we've said before if you if you do need to cut ties you can always be just honest and professional about it nobody like there's no need to burn any bridges but yeah so the the whole point like the kind of the theme of that q a was just kind of taking ownership of your career and just being and taking initiative whether it be seeking agency representation or maintaining good relationships with your agents yeah absolutely awesome then we wrapped up the week with one uh with another character workout with one of my favorite mentors, Brian Summer. He's done a lot of games for like Blizzard, Telltale games like the Walking Dead series, uh, and the Wolf, uh, the Wolf Among Us. And um, any he, like, it's a rare find when you have like an, an excellent actor who's also just a great instructor. You know, I mean, he he gives some of the most concise direction that I've ever seen and like and and he's helped people who do character stuff and who join just because that was the only workout available and then they still learn because I'm just like I think everyone should do character work like to even just to practice whether or not you're like an audiobook narrator or an e-learning narrator it's like nothing stretches your acting chops more than that like the character work I think and it's always even if it's not directly applicable, it definitely stretches you outside of your comfort zone and gets you more comfortable with experimenting with deliveries in all of your work. Mm-hmm. All right, so that pretty much wraps up my week. Uh, what have you been up to? Similar to you, auditioning, and really not a whole lot else. I did have one new book get released in the, in the last two weeks. It's called The Archimedes Principle, and it's a, it's a exercise nutrition science novel, which doesn't sound... Interesting. It does sound interesting. It's also kind of confusing, but basically it's about a, a scientist who does research and uh, the research gets sort of misappropriated by the government and then hilarity ensues or more like uh, it becomes a thriller after that point. So if you want to listen to that, it's out on, on Audible now, uh, Archimedes Principle. And I've had a couple of auditions from agents uh, and from freelance sites. 
I had one thing that happened last week that was kind of cool. It was a live audition that was done from my agency in New York. And they set me up with a casting director who wanted to hear me read live. And I don't get to do it very often, but when I do, it's, it's cool because the person that's live directing knows what they want, and it sort of makes your performance easier. So I did a read like I thought it should be done, and they made some adjustments and said, let's change this, let's adjust this. Did another one, ended up doing, I think, four whole takes. And then all I did was send them the takes at the end and, uh, and wait to see if there was a callback. So that hasn't happened yet, but fingers crossed. But it was a fun fun change of pace to do a live audition because I don't do that very often in person and because of COVID that's not really possible so it was nice to be able to still do that from my home studio with the casting director in New York. Yeah that's really cool and it's funny because I mean traditionally that's how things used to be done right like like actors would drive to their agent studios or whatever or they would record from home but I mean Working with a director is just so nice because you don't, you're like, well, at least I gave them what they asked for. <laughs> yeah, it's almost hard uh, to screw up because you're not doing that constant dance in your head where you're thinking, oh, do they want it this way? Oh, do they want it that way? What do they really mean when they say John Hamm mixed with uh, Craig Robinson? And then you just get it from the horse's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this, this is something we were actually talking about at that, that workout with Steve Reesberg uh, the week before. Because um, a lot of people, like, he likes to get, get really in-depth with his feedback. And so I could tell that the room was like, oh, man, we suck. Or like, and like <laughs> no, you guys all had really strong performances. But this is what a director does. Like, there is no, even if you do a perfect take, they're going to be like, that was perfect. Do it again. Different. Like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, so, just to have a different, a different flavor more than anything when you're on a live session. And sometimes that's a good thing. You'll hear it when you're listening to other people. So when you're doing those workouts, listen to how the read changes from your peers after they receive the direction, assuming they actually take the direction well. Not everybody does. But those of us who have been doing it for a while and are able to take direction and change the performance, you'll actually hear that. You'll have that aha moment from somebody else, even if you're not directly participating in that round. Absolutely. And I was about to say, like, because I see a lot of people when it's not their turn, like, have their mics muted and practicing their own script. I was like, listen to the other performances, because there is a lot to be learned from that experience and just the, the, the conversation that a director is having. Because very often that's just, you get familiar with their language, right? The, the, the things that they're asking them to do and the shorthand that you kind of, or like the industry lingo that we sometimes use. So it, it's all relevant. So don't just spend that time practicing for your next round. Yeah, definitely not. It's the benefit of being there. So unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot else going on, but we do have one more podcast-specific announcement to make, and that we are the official podcast now for the Vocation Conference, the second annual that normally takes place in New York City, but it will be done virtually like most other events this time, and that's in the middle of September. So we're looking forward to that. Woohoo! Awesome. It's all part of our podcast, Global Industry Domination. Um, <laughs> uh, takeover. Yes, indeed. Uh, but but that's all thanks to your legwork, man. I mean, it's really great, like, just uh, making the FaceTime at the conferences and then encouraging them to trust us with their audio. And I don't know, I, I guess we've uh, we've made a bit of a name for ourselves, and, and that's definitely a large part thanks to you. Oh, thank you. Let's not get carried away. I think it's more just uh, suckering people into thinking it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about sincerity, once you fake that. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And that's actually not the only cool thing about the podcast. So Paul was just telling me today that we have broken 
40,000 downloads. I can't believe it. I mean, we we used to joke when Paul asked me to join the podcast. I was like, who's going to listen to us? <laughs> apparently 40,000 people or the same people 40,000 times. I don't know. I don't care. But we're very grateful for it. So thank you guys so much for being avid listeners to the podcast. We're just so happy that so many people are finding it helpful. Yeah, I always think of it in terms of Mike Myers when the way I describe it is saying, I wasn't expecting a download, let alone 40,000. <laughs> so we're so grateful for everybody who's taking the time to listen. And I, I think only about 10,000 of those are me downloading. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kidding. Let alone 40,000 downloads necessitating an entire rack. Exactly. But... <laughs> yep, that's the quote. Uh, classic. So that pretty much wraps up our VO meter reference levels. We're going to go ahead and jump into the conference room with our guest today, Brad Highland. As a voice talent, you have to have a website. But what a hassle getting someone to do it for you. And when they finally do, they break or don't look right on mobile devices. They're not built for marketing and SEO. They're expensive. You have limited or no control. And it takes forever to get one built and go live. So what's the best way to get you online in no time? Go to voiceactorwebsites.com. Like our name implies, voiceactorwebsites.com just does websites for voice actors. We believe in creating fast, mobile-friendly, responsive, highly functional designs that are easy to read and easy to use. You have full control. No need to hire someone every time you want to make a change. And our upfront pricing means you know exactly what your costs are ahead of time. You can get your voiceover website going for as little as $700. So if you want your voice actor website without the hassle of complexity and dealing with too many options, go to voiceactorwebsites.com, where your VO website shouldn't be a pain in the you-know-what. Hey, Sean, what's a vocal booth? Uh, it's an acoustically treated space to record voiceover, sing, or practice music. Okay, so then what's a vocal booth to go? An acoustically treated space to eat a cheeseburger and fries? No, of course not. Vocal Booth To Go's patented acoustic blankets, noise mitigation products, and portable booths are an effective alternative to expensive soundproofing. They're often used by vocal and voiceover professionals, engineers, and studios as an affordable soundproofing and absorption solution. Oh, I have it now. Actually, I've always had it. I've used Vocal Booth To Go's products for years, and I can't recommend them enough. Vocal Booth To Go. We make your environment quieter for less. How many times has this happened to you? You're listening to the radio when this commercial comes on. Not unlike this one, and this guy starts talking. Not unlike myself. Or maybe it's a woman that starts talking. Not unlike myself. And you think to yourself, geez, I could do that. Well, mister, well, missy, you just got one step closer to realizing your dream as a voiceover artist. Because now there's Global Voice Acting Academy. All the tools and straight-from-the-hip, honest information you need to get on a fast track to doing this commercial yourself. Well, not this one exactly. Classes, private coaching, webinars, home studio setup, marketing and branding help, members-only benefits like workouts, rate and negotiation advice, practice scripts, and more. All without the kind of hype you're listening to right now. Go ahead, take our jobs from us. We dare you. Speak for yourself, buddy. I like what I do. And you will, too, when you're learning your craft at Global Voice Acting Academy. Find us at globalvoiceacademy.com. Because you like to have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the interview portion of this episode of the VO Meter. Today, our guest is Brad Highland. 
Brad's voice resonates with astounding range and unwavering control. That comes packaged with fun, passion, and absolute dedication to his customers and craft. Based near Washington, D.C., he is an extremely motivated and enthusiastic voice actor. He possesses amazing versatility and range for all types of projects. As an award-winning full-time voiceover pro, Brad has an expansive portfolio of satisfied customers around the globe. Connect with him just once, and you'll find that he is fun, passionate, creative, and completely devoted to his customers and craft. Please join me in welcoming Brad Highland. Woo! Wow. So who were you talking about again? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. That's nice. Thanks. Never heard of that guy. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Absolutely. We it's all true. I swear you. to you, it's all true. We hope so. We hope so. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't put it past you. But anyways, it's a real pleasure to have you, Brad. So thanks again for coming. Oh, this is my honor. Yeah, I, I always I love listening to what you guys do, and um, I'm tickled. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I would have loved to have done this in person because uh, I've actually been to your house. It's not that far from where I am. But, you know, the stupid COVID crisis, not a good idea these days. No, and if you had come, we would have had a barbecue and a pool party. After oh, oh, I've seen some of your pictures. Oh my God, those yeah. Rips. We can still do that. You could bring your kids down, and we could we could re- we could replay it. And yeah, just, that sounds you know, good. And just do right to the party. Get like a collapsible claw thing or something. Like, come on, get the ribs. <laughs> <Ugh. All right. laughs> but anyways, we've heard that you came into VO as a second career. So how exactly did that get started? Well, I. Um, yeah, I was a, in business for like 35 years before. I was a landscape manager for a huge company. But this is all I ever really wanted to do ever since uh, college when I was doing, you know, silly voices. And I started doing stand-up comedy and imitating the professors. And a friend of mine about 25 years ago said, hey, you know what, you should, this is right at the, right at the cutting edge of um, the whole digital thing, everything. And he had a he had a digital business. He said, you should be in voiceover. And I said, oh, what is voiceover? <laughs> and he explained it. And I said, yeah, that sounds perfect. And then about, I don't know, six months later, somebody else said, oh, you should do voiceover. I hear there's a, a seminar nearby. And I went to it and fell in love with everything about it and started training um, with a local producer and VO coach in Bethesda for about, geez, almost two years. And I did demos and... Um, you know, master classes and started booking some work because back then I would have to, you know, take a, a vacation day to go book a job or or even to, to audition. I'd have to see if they could do it and I would sneak out for lunch to go do an audition. But now it's the glory of the home studio. So that's what it started. And I went, I started full time in 2016 in the spring. And it's just been, it's almost so good that I have to pinch myself every day a little bit. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. I didn't realize it had been that long. I mean, 25 years. I was just talking to a friend this morning that I met 25 years ago and thought, wow, I can't believe it's been that long. But still, I, I didn't realize you'd been doing that long, so that's fantastic. Yeah, and it's always been sort of a tickle in the back of your mind. You know, it's like, why am, why am I not doing this? And then things changed with the company I was with, and it just was right. And we were on a bike ride. Kathy, I'll never forget this, and I tell this story pretty often. We were on a bike ride in 2015 in the spring. And I was talking more about how much I didn't like what I was doing and how I wish I had um, grown a pair and started doing, really doing voiceover. She stopped her bike and she said, my gosh, this is the time because she had just retired from being a teacher. This is uh, Kathy, your wife, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Drop the name in and make sure. And um, 
she stopped her bike in the middle of the path and she says, we just got to do this, man, we just got to do this. And she convinced me and I quit that's that September and started full time in the spring after a few months of, of rest and recovery. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how the, I think a lot of us have had this sort of epiphany after we started pursuing this and it's the ones that know you the best that always really should have given you advice years ago. I was at a, a college reunion a couple of years ago. Well, one year ago, exactly. And one of my buddies that I used to live with on, on campus said, man, that's so great you're doing this, but you should have been doing this 20 years ago. And I said, yeah, <laughs> but what are you going to do? Life yeah. gets in the way. Yeah, I start kicking myself. Man, where would I be? And, you know, you'd have to, I'd be printing 20s in my basement if I'd started. <laughs> but well, uh, well, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, it it sure takes does. a long time for you to gain that experience and confidence to dive in head first, you know? Well, you hit that, right? And I... You know, I knew I was very educated about what was ahead of me and I knew everything and I knew it was going to be a long haul, but it's still, it, I auditioned a hundred times before I booked a job and I thought, you know, I thought nobody liked what I did and I thought, oh my God, this isn't going to work. And it was a, a quick tag for a LaCroix sparkling water commercial. And I ran downstairs and said, oh my God, Kev, this works. I just got a job. <laughs> I'm going to make $250. I'm going to make $250 for saying LaCroix. You know, it's just, it, it, it was, it was so amazing. And it's just been uphill since then. Fantastic. So let's talk about some of your other work. What, what types of genres do you work in? You know, it's uh, my tag, social media tag is the most versatile voice from coast to coast. And I, people say, don't say you can do everything because you can't. And I kind of, I kind of, I feel like I can, so I don't do anything that I'm not good at. So Can't I won't. I? <laughs> if somebody asks me to be a voice of somebody that I absolutely couldn't do, I won't. I will absolutely not do it. But I've been booked as you know all kinds of accents. Um, I do video game work. I'm, I'm doing a really fun video game next week. That's going to be for um, Sony PS4 and, and Nintendo Switch, which is a it's a just a great collaboration, and they're letting me go crazy on the session by myself. But I guess my biggest my biggest thing is like that corporate corporate narration promo big voice kind of stuff where it, it can be the intro and outro to a big uh, explainer video or a lot of tool and video. I did a thing for for Bosch drills and hammers the other day, and it's a lot of like these hammers are tough, built for every day. You know, it's that kind of a voice stuff. Seems to be almost the old fashioned kind of stuff, but with more mm -hmm. realism and natural sound. Does that answer your question? He did so. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so speaking about some of the, the your versatility and some of the different things you've done, one of your most prominent gigs was the voice of Santa for the yeah. Elf on the Shelf company. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's, that's an ongoing thing. Actually, later today I have to do um, about 10 lines for um, their online kids game where you you know you're feeding a reindeer and, and santa tells them now what do reindeers eat that's right carrots you know so i have to <laughs> <laughs> sound like john goodman over there yeah well it's it's i when i in, i got this job in 2017 as one of the big first big customers and i had uh four auditions recall you know callbacks and then i had an interview with uh, Shanda Bell, the CEO, and who wrote the, she wrote the book with her mom and her 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 VP person Amy, and we were just talking back and forth. And we had another one like that because they really wanted to be careful about who they chose, and they wanted me to laugh a certain way. And 
She goes, I hear your laugh is so good. But what I hear in my head of the Santa I want is not like a ho, ho, ho. It's a ho, 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 ho. So I, I did my Santa laugh like that. And it went from going ho, ho, ho to ho, 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 ho. And they, they both just blew up on the phone. And the next day, we were, Kathy and I were shopping in, in, in uh, the supermarket. She was on one side of the crab leg aisle. And I was on the other. And we were looking at things. And I took the phone call. And I looked at her and she goes, what is it? What is it? I said, I, I got the elf. I'm Santa. I'm trying to pantomime holding my <laughs> holding a beard. And she got really excited and I got almost emotional. And then as I put my hand over the, my phone or put it to my chest and I said, go ahead, get the crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> We're celebrating. Get three dozen crab legs. <laughs> That's what we And so we got king crab legs at like a zillion dollars a pound to celebrate. Fantastic. That's great. Now, you're the perfect fit in my mind for Santa. Not that you look like the traditional, you know, 85-year-old Santa, but you are a big guy. I mean, you're a former college mm-hmm. hockey player. And yeah. you look more like in the old cartoon where um, it's like the story of Kris Kringle where they first show him with a red beard and he's only in his, like, 30s. <laughs> oh, yeah, Santa's that's, coming to town. That's the image I see. I think of when I hear your voice doing Santa, and it just fits you perfectly. You know what? It's funny you said that because the first, the first TV holiday special that I voiced. We do one a year. The next one's coming out this December. Um, I did that a year ago, and it takes that long to produce the animation. They put a camera in the booth um, to to film my mouth close up because they matched it. And they also changed their Santa design a little bit because the because I was their new Santa. And Santa went from being short and 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 sort of rotund to more of a Maybe Santa used to play football character. <laughs> so when you see that Santa now on the Elf on the Shelf uh, movies and DVDs, it's it's fashioned after me a little bit, which I thought was funny. They went for like the rise of the Guardian Santa with the two swords and all that. <laughs> that's great. I protect my tribe. <laughs> uh, awesome. So obviously that's a high-profile gig. Are there any other interesting gigs you can talk about that you've done or maybe are working on, like you mentioned? Yeah, this... this um, I've, you know, I've done cool video game jobs, and I, since I don't play video games, I don't get to see them. And then someone will send me an uh, IMDb link with, you know, Brad Hyland as this character in Cloudpunk. And I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot all about that. And it's, <laughs> I was like the voice of the uh, the voice of a, um, a cyber mechanic. And I was like talking like this. You don't want to hear about that. But um, so but this one coming up for the two big game companies is going to be super fun. It's a cooking game. Sweet. And I can't, I can't tell you anything else about that other than that I'm doing a voice that mimics, um, what's his name from America's Got Talent? Um, Simon. Simon. And then the other one is a Guy Fieri knockoff with a Hispanic twist to it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's big. It really it's is really, really fun. Yeah. Super fun. So we talked about some of the interesting things that, that you've had the pleasure of doing. Um, is there anything that you won't do? Um, I probably wouldn't do any explicit, you know, adult content things. Um, no offense, Paul. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been asked or booked to do something that I won't do because I only audition for what I'd like to do. It's weird. I, I haven't really found something, oh, my gosh, I would never do that. Um, just because I never audition for something unless I want to do it. Yeah, that's a nice place to be in, and it's a place that most people strive to get to in their careers. I just recently sort of got to that point after five years of just throwing anything at the wall that would stick, 
but it's nice that you you have that knowledge of your own skills and things that you excel at that you can be in that position. Oh, I thought of one. Somebody found me and said, we want you to do this project for us. It's a Santa voice. And I changed the Santa voice in the audition a little bit. He go, okay, here's the new script. And he sent it to me. And it was Santa coming out of a chimney cussing a blue streak. Yeah. You know, like for some adult thing, you know, and it was Santa going, ho, 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 bleep, bleep, bleep. And I, I, and I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not even going to audition for it. So there you go. Yeah. I can see how that could be against sort of your, your moral temperature check. I, I personally love the Santa from South Park, which is exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a different style yeah. for sure. No, it's, it's super funny. And it's just, I have a lot of respect for my customers and I try to keep that in mind when I'm doing things. I don't want to do anything where somebody would say, hey, the Santa from Elf on the Shelf is doing, you know. Bad Santa. Bad Santa <laughs> or mean Santa or, you know, illicit yeah. Santa, whatever. So on, on a related note, are there any genres you haven't tackled but would like to try? Maybe because you haven't had the opportunity or you just never thought it'd be a, fit, a good fit for you? You know, I kind of have done work in almost everything, and I like doing almost everything, which is why I call myself the most versatile voice from coast to coast. But I've never done an audiobook. I've done some really long, um, like, promo, those fake things where you click on something on YouTube or on uh, um, Facebook, and it takes you to this super long... Like annoying, a click funnel? Yeah, annoying video of a guy going, now the reason we created this medicine is because thousands of people across the country are overweight. You know, I've, I've done that kind of stuff, but I haven't done a book. I've never done an audiobook, and I've, I've been asked to do, you know, audition for a couple, and I just have been too scared, you know, and it, uh, my ADD kicks in, and I need to, you know, doing a 30-second commercial is just too much fun compared mm -hmm. to doing a book for me. Start with a pamphlet. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've done long form, that kind of stuff, but I have huge respect and props for anyone that does audiobooks. And it's not because I look, you know, like I'm not... I'm too good to do it's I'm afraid to do them because the people that do them like uh Natalie um Natalie Nottis Nottis yeah we just um, had her on the show actually she her voice is I mean and when she's reading it's so natural and so full and it's like listening to chocolate velvet and then when she does a character it goes right into the character regardless of who it is and it's just I I'm afraid I couldn't do I couldn't be like that <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could if I tried and got some training. I just haven't yet. Fair enough. Awesome. So you've got a bit of a unique marketing strategy in that you have a unique website that isn't just your name, which is kind of what a lot of people encourage newer voice talent to do today. Yeah, so, that's why I started. I, I that I came up with that name 20, geez, 20 years ago because I... When I started, I put the cart before the horse. You know, usually it's like, get some, <laughs> get some training, get, you know, get good, get understand what it is. And I just started, I want to be known as, and I just thought of what it was because I had a, actually had a car detailing company, which is what I did when I was first in business to pay bills because I didn't want Kathy to have to put the kids in daycare and go to work. So I detailed cars at night and during the weekend, and I, it was American Shine Auto Detailing. And... I sort of went with that graphic that my sister had designed for me and turned into American Voice Power because I wanted it to be unique. And, I, you know, and I just for fun, I Googled, you know, American Voice Power. and It was the first page on Google in all the different spots where it's listed. So that's it's, it's working and it's different. Um, but 
it's funny. I did. I had a conversation with with Paul, and after that conversation, I went ahead and purchased the domain for my name just in, <laughs> just in case I want to use it at some point. Just because I don't want somebody else. Mostly, I did that because I don't want somebody else. Mm-hmm. There are other Brad Highlands. There's a famous uh, hairstylist in New York City who is like he does all the hair the hair care for the stars, and his name is Brad Highland. But I didn't, so I didn't want him to grab that bradhyland.com to sell a new shampoo or something. Well, if nothing else, you could forward your current domain to there because after the notoriety you're bound to get from this podcast episode, people will be Googling Brad Highland and, <laughs> <laughs> and, they'll, and they'll be saying, that's a lie. He didn't come up the first whole page. It was only half the first page. <laughs> Clear your uh, cash, guys. <laughs> so say the whole domain because we haven't actually done that yet for people that want to find you. It's just AmericanVoicePower.com. Perfect. And, my, you know, they can email me through that or my – and on social media, on, on um, Instagram and it, uh, Twitter, it's just at here, H-E-A-R, Brad Highland. Okay, perfect. So we wanted to talk about gear a little bit because I think, as you know, Sean and I are unapologetic gear uh, – bad words. We don't want to say yeah. it on the podcast – we like yeah. to pretty much try everything. And you've dabbled a little bit with changing your, your gear up yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about your studio? Yeah. It is, um, I claimed my daughter's bedroom after she grew up and moved away. And it's a small bedroom. It's, you know, it's probably 15 by 10. And it has canted ceilings, which I didn't know it at the time, but just when I treated them acoustically, it made for a really good um, floor and reflection. And I hired a, a, I actually hired an engineer and sound engineer to come in in my first, when I first got started and I had just put the stuff up and it was not where it is now. And he came in and he just looked around the room and he was going, snapping his fingers and he goes, Oh man, Oh man, I wish I had this at home. (laughs) (laughs) That made me feel good. I had Bridget over Monday and she came up and I showed her my stuff and we worked on some things and she thought it was awesome. So, but That's, yeah, uh, Bridget real. Yeah. Bridget. Yeah. Also, but also been a guest on the show. Who yeah, we went up to, we went up to the, um, Boku booth to go warehouse. Oh, you mean the sponsor of the show? Thank you for mentioning them. <laughs> yeah. Shame <laughs> drop. <laughs> They're awesome, man. We, 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 we talked with Jeff and, uh, Steven and just had a great time and looked at some exciting new stuff that they got going on more to come on that. But my, my, so my studio is very basic, carpeted floor, but I have um, everything works well. And I have, I, I got a couple of blankets from some guy who has a podcast I bought from him. And I, I enclosed my space a little bit more to make it more like a pro booth. So if somebody's mowing next door, I have to wait. Or if my dogs are barking at the, around the pool, I have to go yell at them. But other than that, it's like a really good, solid sound space. And um, I have a MacBook Pro and a Duet interface and a 416 um but that's the basics and i use logic i use logic pro 10 oh interesting what what is it about logic that you like you know i i bought i spent i spent more money on trying different things than most people just did you know snuggling up with um adobe so i started with i think pro tools and then i went to something else that was really expensive and hard to use and a friend of mine said, oh, I've been using Logic, and it's awesome. And it's it's overkill, but here, you know, get it. So I did, and it has a really easy-to-manage stack for processing. It has a huge library of 
loops and sound effects and everything if I want to if I want to tap that. Plus, I can call Apple Care and <laughs> I can get on the phone with their professional media group and they'll spend two hours with me noodling around with things and explaining stuff. And it's 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 really great. So that's why I use it. It's overkill, but I just got not good, but passable at using it. So I kept it. Awesome. Awesome. And I totally understand about trying a little bit of everything and spending way too much on software. But <laughs> And I still have a twisted wave icon here and an audacity icon that I started with. So Very cool. This next question is a little close to my heart. You've developed quite the reputation as one of the more caring people in VO and were in fact nominated for the Unicorn Grant at VO Atlanta 2020. Tell us how that came about. Oh, well, thanks for mentioning that. I That took, that blew me off my chair. I mean, um, I never expected that. I didn't even know that that was something that I would ever be considered for. Um, but I'll never, Jay, Jay Michael called me one Sunday morning early, like messaged me, hey, can you get on a call? I have a, a job for you. And I was like, wow, Sunday at eight o'clock in the morning. Sure. And I get on the Zoom and he's like, hey, how you doing? Well, I just, I'm really, I'm lying to you because... <laughs> There is no job, but I just wanted to inform you of something I think is pretty exciting. He told me I just about fell out of my studio chair. And I, it was very emotional, too. I had to, like, pretend I wasn't, you know, I was wiping moisture out of my eyes thinking that, you know, hope he doesn't see that I'm sort of touched by this. Uh, <laughs> Allergies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I guess the reason, if I could say any reason why, it's because I was so so interested in helping somebody else that because I got such incredible help when I got started from a few people. There's a guy in the UK named Guy Harris. Um, and I just, and, and uh, Diane too, Diane, I forget her last name, Perry. And I just in doing searches in 2000, I think uh, 14, I found them and was just fascinated by this amazing work they're doing. And they both answered the email I sent them within hours and talk to me and Guy and I still talk all the time. And he is one of those voice talents in the UK. He is like everywhere around the world, just super good. You, if you don't look up what he does, it's just amazing. And I, I just wanted to do some, so when people started, when I started booking work and getting traction, and I would share little things, I had people that would email me and say, hey, you know, can you tell me what you're doing that I'm not doing? Cause I don't get anything. I just like talking to them and helping them. So that's what I started doing. And I have, you know, a handful of people here and there that I like to um, answer their questions with specifics of what I do. And I don't give them information from other coaches because I've had amazing coaches. I just have a few, you know, a few hacks and a few things that I do personally. And I try to share that with them. Not, they don't pay me. I'm not a coach. I just help them, you know, and mm -hmm. it's helped a few people. So it's really fun. That's really one of my most favorite things to do is connect with someone and answer their questions and see if I can help them to get traction and leverage into booking. Oh, that's great, because we've, we've talked to a few of the people who've received that grant in, in person and stuff like that, and the reaction's always the same. Like, I, I, I don't know why I'm being nominated. I was like, well, that's kind of the point, right? <laughs> like, you just kind yeah. of, you just give from that place because that's part of who you are. But I, I'm so happy for you. I'm, I really am so tickled to death about this and the fact that it got punted into 2021. Um, it just sort of... It, it gives me an extra, gives me an extra year to wallow in the fact that somebody is nominated, <laughs> you know? and it'll someday come to fruition, and we'll do that whole thing. But um, mm -hmm. just just being nominated was really enough of a. It just was huge. 
Do you know who nominated you? I know it's supposed to be a sort of a secret up until it's actually no. announced, but I know I nominated somebody from last year, and I was blabbering about it all over the place after it happened. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I have no... I'm talking about ni- 2019. I nominated Doug Turkell, who was one of the finalists in 2019. And oh, cool. Love talking uh, to him about it. I, um, I don't, I have no clue <laughs> about anyone who nominated me. Well, it's, just, it's just a nice thing that whoever nominated you was also doing it out of, the, out of an altruistic sense of responsibility and doesn't want to get any credit for it, which is just goes to show how great the community is once again. Yeah. And, and you know, Jay Michael and the people on that committee all know who nominated right. you. But, you know, he didn't tell me. And I well, wouldn't ask Hopefully, him. if they're listening, they'll contact you. Oh, no. I, no. <laughs> yes, I have, a, I have a checkbook ready to send. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a couple of crab legs you can send their way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For See sure. that? It all comes back. It's like a, it's like a stand-up routine. <laughs> no, when it comes back is when you help somebody. And I've had a few people that I've helped that um, they, love, they love the ideas and they're already super talented voice people. And they try a few things, and and then it's like, oh, hey, I booked a job. Hey, I booked another job. It's like I get a little, I get a big pump of adrenaline when I hear somebody booking stuff that I've talked to in there when they wanted help. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of the whole reason we started this podcast is just to help out people who, and like you said, pay it forward. Because just like you, we've received so much help from the community. It's just hard to even ever think about how you can repay it. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people they just feel like like they feel isolated for one, and they don't know who to ask, and they feel like there's kind of the expectation that you have to do all this stuff yourself, and that's so not true. <laughs> like it really yeah. does take a village, and and it's very important to either actively or just be grateful for the mentors that kind of come your way. And don't you know? There's a lot. There's a few people that want to browbeat anyone who asks what they think is you know, that's below them to answer the question and either just don't answer it, but don't come back and, you know, beat someone up because they asked, Hey, what kind of microphone should I use for voiceover? There's, there's so many people that don't have a clue. And I generally, I won't spend a lot of time with those people on the phone, but I'll tell them in a message, Hey, Google this Mm -hmm. or go to YouTube, put this in, and you'll be able to train yourself for four weeks without paying a dime, you know, just get the basics and learn some things. And then, you know, get a funnel out and find out who will match your who, training needs, that kind of thing. Mm. I made a whole resource document about that because I was tired of answering. Oh, the we've same, heard. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I, never, <laughs> I never get tired of answering the questions, but I just didn't want it like I was getting carpal tunnel writing out the same thing again and again. So just copy paste or just like send them a link and like the same thing. It's just like the information's out there. You just have to know where to search for it. Yeah. And, and my favorite, I, I like to help anyone, but helping someone who goes, Hey, someone said I have a good voice. What should I do? That's not the person I like to help. I mean, I, I will if they ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the I like the people who have already decided that they want to try to be a voice actor and they have a couple of the pieces in place and maybe they're not getting any traction and they really need just a couple of nudges. And I point them to the professional coaches. You know, I point people to Dave Walsh and Jay Michael and Marilyn Wisner and Whoever, I'm probably not saying somebody that I should, but, you know, Mark Scott and Cliff Zellman, all those amazing, amazing um, producers and coaches who can really take somebody and if they want to work their ass off and get said, get, you know, denied a thousand times before they get a job then and they have the work ethic, they can do it. It's just it takes a lot. It takes a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just a confidence thing. I had somebody contact me last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago now, who knows, in COVID time, and they said they were worried about their studio sound for a big um, live session. And they sent me a file, listened to it, and I said, I, it's perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. It sounds great. And sometimes it just takes another ear and that, that boost of confidence from a colleague to say, yeah, you're doing things right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And and I also love to give people advice when they've never done a session. Like, oh, my God, I got a session. What should I do? I love walking people through some of the things that I do to make the sessions fun because I, I make my sessions really fun. And you awesome. can't. You just have to try to do it that way. Well, Brad, it's been a pleasure having you on. We've we talked about it for a while. And frankly, I was remiss in sending out the invitation. But I'm glad we finally got to connect and hear your story. Um, I'm really am honored to be talking to you guys. I love what you got, what you do. And, um, yeah, it's a super pleasure. Thanks very much. Pleasure's all ours, Brad. Thanks so much for being here. Before we go, where can people find you if they want to hire you? Um, they can just email me or they can go to my website, AmericanVoicePower.com or email me, Brad at American Voice Power. And I'm, you know, for Instagram and LinkedIn, it's all the same at here, Brad Highland. But go ahead and message me if you have a question or you want to talk or just I'll send you Zoom link and we can get to know each other. <laughs> I'll turn you on to some great real coaching. I'm not a coach. I'm just a friendly person that likes to help people once in a while. All right. Well, thanks again, too. Brad, and hope to see you again in person as soon as possible. Yeah. Come down for a pool party. Walgreens, because it's flu season, you live in a place with doorknobs and handrails and, you know, people. We tried booking a vacation rental on one of those other websites. They don't always tell you everything. The stars take it to the red carpet. We are back live from the red carpet. California leads the way for change in America, and so does Kamala Harris. Rated M for Mature. Claire Redfield. And who exactly are you? So, yeah, what hashtag should I use to describe a grown man in a tuxedo wrestling a goat? And prior to 1933, many of them belonged to a variety of political parties that were now outlawed in Germany. This is the story of how Q got curly. Quinn was crazy about curls. Curly fries, curly straws, curly-haired dogs. Hey, Jay Michael here. Thanks for listening to the VO Meter Podcast. It's one of my favorites. If you're looking for a great demo like the ones you just heard, check out jmcdemos.com for more information. Thanks again to Brad for coming on the show. I think he actually asked me about a year ago, and I said, sure, we'll get you on. And we've been so, so blessed with all the fabulous guests we've had on that it's hard to find time sometimes to talk to people that we are closest to. So I'm really glad Brad was finally able to come on and talk to us about his experience because it is vast and he, had his, he has a good story. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot to learn. And just being like, I mean, he's such a likable guy. It's like you just want to throw work at him. <laughs> he's like a big, lovable teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. He is a gentle giant if there ever was one. So that wraps up this episode of the VO Meter. Measuring your voice over progress. Stay tuned for a flurry of content from the One Voice USA conference. We'll be interviewing all the speakers ahead of time, and we plan to have some actual audio from the show that we can intersperse with some testimonials from people that are attending, and look for that coming out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's going to be huge. I can't wait. And we will see you at the conference August 13th through 16th. Yeah, we really hope to see you at the event. And if you do see us, feel free to say hi and tell us what you like about the podcast. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the VO Meter. To follow along, 
visit us at www.vometer.com. We'd also love to hear your comments or suggestions for the show. Or if you have a questionable gear purchase, tell us all about it on our Facebook page or on Twitter at the VO Meter. 